Good morning, everybody. Amen. We're in part nine of the Promise series. I'm looking forward to releasing this burden to you today. Amen. How many have been enjoying the Promise series? Amen. Good. And, uh, and Lord willing, it'll be in book form here in the next little while. God helping us. We need his help, don't we? Every day, of which the topic today is going to verify that we all need anybody dealing with resistance, pushback. We're talking about that in this particular part of the promise as resistance to walking in the Spirit. Amen. If there's ever been a season in life that I've lived through these almost 60 years, Amen. We're living in a culture right now in a world dynamic where there's pushback and resistance to walking in the Spirit. Amen. The promise of God is God's Spirit to us so that we would be who He calls us to be, to be exactly, amen, the identity He's given us. Now, God wants to reveal Himself, and everybody agrees. But for him to reveal himself, he limits himself to our availability so that he can demonstrate his dominion through us. Amen. It's not that uh, I'm having dominion and authority. It's that that authority and dominion comes in his name. And there is a revelation of his name coming to people that are open to receiving it. Amen. God reveals himself throughout the Bible. He reveals, him, he reveals his name, and each time he reveals his name, it's a greater revelation of him until finally God reveals his name that's above every name. And he does it through his son. Isn't that interesting? And I haven't met too many parents that don't like for their children to represent them well. Get an amen from mom and dad. And I don't need your amen, by the way. In case you think I do, I don't. Amen. You might want to give an amen. That'd be good between you and daddy. But nonetheless, a parent would prefer that their children represent them well. God's purpose is for his universe to see him through what he treasures what he loves, the apple of his eye. And he chose the place of his abode to be you. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is a spirit, and everyone that wants to worship him, truly, they do it in spirit and in truth. And so they host the God's, God's presence uh, in spirit. Uh. And as they host, as you host him, He's able to speak from you the truth, and you're able to walk in freedom regardless of the pushback, regardless of the resistance. This is helping somebody. It's simple, and it's like, if it's not, you're not hosting him. Is that okay? Anybody feeling like you're getting run over by a steamroller? And you're hoping that you can pop back to form. Amen. And you feel just that way. The Lord wants you to know that's not his purpose for you. His purpose is that you experience ah, the true identity he gave you with peace that passeth understanding and joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. He wants you to Amen. Enjoy what he has for you today, and it's the best that he can offer. Now, the world we're living in is not offering us the best that, well, yeah, it's pretty much offering us the best it can offer. The world can't give us anything less than failure and frustration and pain and depression, and oh, the list goes on, and we see that all the time, and we feel it, don't we? Amen. So, uh, I just want to encourage you today when you leave that uh, this is the day the Lord hath made and that Jesus demonstrated a life of overcoming. 
And he took what we were supposed to suffer and suffered it for him for us. Is that okay? That he would come and pay a debt that he didn't know, but we owed, he paid it off. And there was nothing fair about what he went through, but he was so in love with you that he went through it so that he could have you for himself. And so the enemy is working overtime every day to resist, amen, the love of God in your life, the hope that God wants you to know, amen, that and this is good for everybody. Everybody has a past. Everybody's got stuff there that makes you blush. Can we all agree? The Lord's not interested in reminding you about that. Some of you need to hear that. Yet you're reminded every day. He's not reminding you of that. The truth will make you free. He's already covered it with his blood. He's already forgiven you whether you receive it or not. He's asking you to trust him with that reality. I need to say that again. The Lord is asking you to trust him with the fact that you're forgiven and he's already paid it off. He's not interested in you blushing over failure yesterday. Amen. We've all believed things that caused us to act out things we wish we wouldn't act in out. Amen. And all of us wear this thing called flesh that's fallen. And it will do stupid stuff without God being in charge. Will it not? And so regret is something all of us can go ahead and say, you know what? If I dwell on it, mm, I get heavy. But if I'll pay attention to what the Spirit is, if I'll host the presence of God, let's make this simple. If I'll host him and trust him with the fact that he's got me, I'll hear something that changes everything. And by hearing that, I experience a knowing. I experience he really believes, he really loves, he really cares. And then all of a sudden, your agreement takes you into an experience that you can't explain. It's joy, unspeakable. Amen. I know I'm spending a little extra time on this topic right now, and, 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 but that's okay because right now, the truth is making us free. And I want to I say to several of you, you're stepping up and saying, okay, Lord, here you are. Here I am, use me. And you're saying what he's saying. And you're extending hope to people, and you're confirming, you're making declarations that's bringing miracles, amen, and deliverances, and amen. And things are happening right now that only God can do, and it's it's starting to build. Y'all feel the stir, and it's like uh, I, the anticipation is growing. God is in the middle of something, and and you want to hang out close. tell sign amen the, the heavier it comes the closer you are amen and, and yes it's not fair but he is and what he gives me in return for the pushback is wow and that's what i want to talk to you today about the word is nigh you it's very near matter of fact it's even in your mouth I want to say something really messed up right now. Well, you know, I understand. But God's closer to you, and he's around you more than you think. And if you choose to make your bed in hell, if you choose to determine, well, but I just, man, I'm just going to have a bad day today, God will go with you through the bad day that you determine you want to have. And he'll hang out with you while you're having a bad day. Amen pulling on you, drawing on you, letting you know you don't have to go there. You don't have to suck your thumb. You ain't got to get all down and out and depressed and, and mad at everybody and blaming others for really what not the problem is. No, you can have joy today and peace and you can have fun and you can be a child again and you can play. Amen? Because he's already given you his playground. 
Amen. The kingdom of God has come. Amen. And God is wanting to say something that's so powerful to the people that's in your path. But he wants to talk to you about them first before you say what he wants to say to them. I believe that the ones in my path that bother me the most only bother me the most because he's after them the most. And he wants to talk to me about them from a lens that is not the way I'm seeing them. And the enemy wants to show me them predominantly because the enemy can see if there ever gets a connection between me and them that I don't really want to hang out with, anything can happen in the spirit. And so when we host God's presence long enough, amen, and just stay in it, he'll talk to us about those people that are very powerful. I don't see them as powerful, though, but he does. And he'll reveal what it is he's so in love with them over. And the moment I agree with him on how he sees them, life. And what can happen at that point now, I can go with them because I've experienced a dynamic of God's love that he has for them, and I can now give it away. The people that bother you to most needs God in their life, and God has them in your path because he wants you to let him work through you and give them what they need. Amen? So, uh, God has purposed to express his dominion through us. And so Jesus tells his followers, don't worry. Don't surrender to your fear. You believe in God. Believe so. saying is, as you see me live this out and as you read about his life in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, agree with it because that's who he wants you to be. Amen? If you believe in God, believe in the example that he's brought forth in human flesh. Agree with it and follow me, and I will make you, amen, into the image that I purposed from the very beginning. Amen. It's just that simple, amen, but nonetheless, the resistance makes it challenging for all of us. Uh, and, and at the Red Sea, when Israel crossed it, I'm just giving this for extra encouragement today. When they crossed the Red Sea, anytime you cross a body of water, it's a type of baptism. They went through the Red Sea. Paul even said it was a type of baptism. And they go on the other side, Moses sends out spies to check out the promised land. Two come with a good report. The rest of the spies came with evil reports. Amen. The question you want to ask yourself today, what kind of report do I have? So God brings Israel back around the mountain for 40 years, kills off the, you know, ones that are 20 and above. And then he sets them back up, says, okay, let's, let's consecrate ourselves. Let's, let's host my presence for a little while here. And we're going to cross Jordan this time. And we're going to go take the promise. Amen. But taking the promise doesn't come without resistance, right? There's giants in the land. That's what the first group decided. Man, we can't, we're like grasshoppers in there. It's like, we can't do this. Man, it's, it's, it's overrun with giants. Anybody ever felt like that in life? I can't handle it. And God will work with you giving into resistance. And he'll let you know if you give into it, it ain't good for you. It's going to bring death. But if you'll trust him and you'll face the resistance in him, walls will come down. Things that you couldn't have got on your own will be turned into your care. And you will become who God says you are. That's powerful, isn't it?
Jesus goes down in water, and he's baptized by John the Baptist. He comes up out of the water. The Spirit spake, this is my beloved Son, and who I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. Come on, hearing is important. He goes up out of the water, and the Spirit of God, the presence of God, that lived inside of Jesus, the Son of God, leads him into the wilderness to face resistance. And every time he's resisted, amen, he didn't go out in the wilderness talking, but the enemy was talking. And every time the enemy said something, he responded. And he overcome the lie. He addressed the lie with the truth. And he comes out of the wilderness in power. And he come calling people to come follow him because he's going to make them. Isn't it interesting that if you follow Jesus, you'll follow him right into the water and you'll take on his name and in his name, in his spirit, come on, you get a revelation of the name. If you ever get a revelation of the name of Jesus, you'll find out where he places his name. There's not another name that even competes with that name. There'll never be a name that competes with that name. And God gives his name to his son. And every time you follow Jesus in the water, you take on that name. <sighs> authority. And he leads you in his name where his presence is and you face resistance. And as you host the presence of God in his name, that's, come on, when you host God's presence, you're in his name. It's not abracadabra, in the name of Jesus this, in the name of Jesus that. It's not because you say that in the name of Jesus anything happens. It's when you're in the name of Jesus. It's when you're in agreement with the presence that you're hosting, amen, and you've been baptized into him, that now when the resistance shows up and says these lies, you can address the lie with the truth. And God can speak out of you and the enemy be put under your feet. Come on, when the enemy's under your feet, it's kind of easy to walk now because that's the walking material God designed for you to walk on. Amen? He wants you to tread on every lie. Serpents and scorpions, that's what that really means. He wants you to tread on every lie that exalts itself above God he wants the world to see you on display as his powerful son. That's why the promise of God is so important to every one of us. And I cannot be his witness unless I'm endowed with power from on high. That's why being filled with the Spirit is not a suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. It's the truth. It's a command, ladies and gentlemen. He didn't call you, amen, to be the tail. He called you to be the head. He didn't call you to be beat up and defeated. He called you out of darkness to be victorious and have dominion. And that dominion and a power is when you agree with the fact that he calls you by his name. <sighs> Yeah, it's important that this, this demonstration of, amen, of zeal bubble up out of me so that you know we're not playing games in this world. There's a battle going on. And the fight for faith is for real. The fight for faith is for real. And without God, you can do nothing. And to give God his place is to let him fill you up with his promise that everywhere you go, the kingdom of God has arrived, that you are his house, and from his house, he can be the king of his kingdom, and he can rule and reign through you, his children. And he's chosen to do that by way of the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. And without the Spirit, that cannot be on display. Is this helping somebody? Amen. So if the fruit of the Spirit is in operation in my life, 
and the gifts of the Spirit are allowed to work in my life, I can push back on the resistance God's way. Not logically, not because I deserve a break today, not because I'm smart, amen, but because I'm hosting my daddy. And with my brothers and sisters, I'm connected as a member of the body of Christ. And I can operate, amen, alongside powerful brothers and sisters that I prefer over the guy in the mirror. Now, the moment I think I need some attention, I've just caved into a lie. Anybody ever thought you needed some attention? Amen. Resistance. I need someone to come burp me right now. I got some heartburn. I know that sounds weird, but when I need someone to hear how I've been treated today and it's been so unfair that I've been done this way, that's what I'm asking for, and I'm yielding to resistance. To know him and to host him is to realize he's already taken care of it. How did that get in? Well, so-and-so, my God, man. I'm not okay, and it's their fault. <laughs> and they need to change so I can have a better day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just to you. The resistor, amen, don't play fair. And he is out to steal, kill, and destroy your faith. He wants to steal the very word of God that's near you, even in your mouth. And he'll justify you saying something that you know better to say when you said it. Or that he's good at what he He's masterful. And the Lord's okay with that because eventually you will resolve, you know what, I, I'm going I'm to develop in this hosting God thing. I, I'm... I, <laughs> Matter of fact, Lord, I'm probably going to fail every now and then, but thank you for every time I fall that you help me up so we can try it again. Anybody getting some hope right now? Maybe I've wasted a lot of years, but this is the day the Lord hath made. A new day is dawning. Amen. The presence of God is here in this room, and hope is all over everybody here. Have a character by the name of Elijah. Just want to give you a challenge today with. Anybody read about Elijah? For everybody that's read about Elijah, and if you haven't, take the time and go to 1 Kings chapter 18, 19, and read about Elijah. And uh, you can tell me what you think later. I'm going to give you a synopsis of it. But Elijah, according to Jesus, because anybody would like to be taken out of here in the chair of fire? Yeah, okay. Think about it is, the Lord foreordained that you be taken out of here in fire, all right, and spirit in fire. Uh, Elijah's chariot of fire don't, com don't even compare to the Holy Spirit in fire. Y'all got to catch this one. The chariot of fire that Elijah went up in don't even compete with the promise of God that he's reserved for everybody. Matter of fact, Elijah and the rest of the group got preached to when Jesus took our death. He took their death too. And he led captivity captive. Did he not? And everyone on that side that didn't have the good news message preached to him, Jesus went into hell and preached it. He went to where, wherever that places where all that group that had lived for God the best they could, done the best they could, and he said, okay, now it's your turn. And they come out of the grave with him. Hey, you might want to read your Bible. There's some interesting things that happen. Nonetheless, the fiery chariot that Elijah rode out on don't compare to you being filled with the Spirit and with fire. It ain't even close. Well, let, let, let me say like Jesus said. The least on this side of the cross, the least... This guy right here is greater than Elijah on that side of the cross. Why? 
Why would Jesus say that? Because the least on this side of the cross has the opportunity to receive the promise and go forth and be God's platform by which he reveals himself in the world. Nobody y'all, but that's exciting. And what you can't figure out is that, okay, but all this resistance, all this stuff happening, all this unfair stuff going on, ah! And he's okay when you go there because I'm going to use Elijah because even though Elijah didn't experience the traumas like we can, he still, amen, was used mightily by God and he dealt with resistance. Amen. And then I'll get on this side of the cross and talk about some victories that we can all walk in and that you're very close to right now as I'm talking to you. We've got a few minutes here. So, in, in, in Kings, Elijah has um, been challenged by Ahab. Amen. And Elijah finally shows up and said, Okay, I'm here. Uh, let's, let's have a showdown. And Elijah has a showdown with 850 prophets. And uh, those 850 prophets, they couldn't get fire to come down from heaven and lap up the, the, the sacrifice. But Elijah, while he's doing that, and, and, and sometimes we get a little cocky in our Jesus religion, you know. Elijah's sitting on the sidelines, and he's mocking them. And, uh, and I'm, I'm reading that, and I mean, he's, he's mocking them pretty heavy. And he's talking pretty rough. And I'm thinking, man, is that okay, Lord? And myself, I'm thinking, he said, because that, that's not the character of Jesus. He's more like the character of James and John, sons of thunder. <laughs> and it's like God is working with it. No, I'm, I'm working. He's good. I got it. And, and it's not necessarily the nature of God, but uh, nonetheless, it's working. And when it's time for Elijah to go up to the sacrifice, Elijah just makes it even worse. He, he digs a trench and he fills it up with water. He soaks the sacrifice down. He gets it all soaked up real good, and, like he's mocking them on that too. And then he prays a short prayer. It took them all day, and they still ain't got nothing to happen. Just a short little prayer, and God licks the fire, licks the the sacrifice up, all the water. I mean, everything around there became dust. And all of Israel fall on their face. But this is what's interesting. Have you ever been in, and some of you know what I'm talking about, and some of you may not, but you've been uh, flying high with the Lord. Amen. And, man, things have happened, and you're just telling how good God is and the kingdom of God is yes. And then here, here's Elijah. He's... He's done God's job on putting the lie down. I mean, he's, he's took the false prophets out. Amen. This guy can outrun chariots. Y'all got to catch this. I mean, it's obvious that God is with him, right? I mean, he's he running by Ahab, letting him know, I'm going to beat you. And Ahab's got the fastest horse that's in the fastest chariot. And he just goes right by him, waves at him. This is all happening at the same time, y'all. He's, he's taken out the prophets. He's prayed to God. It hadn't rained in, you know, three years. And the earth is parched. And, and, and Elijah's telling Ahab, you better get home and let them know. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And, and this is what's interesting. Ahab takes out. He goes and prays on the mountain. This is what's interesting. Talks to God about it, looks, sees the cloud of a man. Okay, he knows it's happening. He takes off then and passes Ahab up still. That's pretty fast, y'all. But then when Ahab gets there, because all the husbands are supposed to tell their wife everything that's going on, Ahab tells Jezebel everything that happened. And she got sideways. And she declared that she would die by the very hands of her gods if Elijah wasn't dead by the end of the day. She just made that one statement, and it gets back to Elijah, and he freaks out. This is so good for everybody to hear this today. He, 
he just gets beside himself and gets afraid. And he can outrun horses, chariots. He just killed 850 prophets, and he's afraid of one woman. <laughs> Pastor, be careful now. <laughs> that kind of resistance is bad. And immediately, he starts negative self-talk. Immediately. He begins to think about his prophets that were killed. And he begins to think, well, I'm going to die too. And he gets so afraid, he starts running to hide. This is good for everybody. He takes his servant, Gehazi, to another town, and he separates from him, and he isolates himself. It's not good to get isolated, y'all. Anybody ever been by yourself when you didn't need to be by yourself? And Elijah isolates himself. He gets by himself. He separates from his, you know, always go out by twos, not by one. And after he gets isolated, his emotions run away with him. And he starts making decisions out of his emotional feelings. Anybody ever done that before? And he's justifying it. And not only does he begin to make decisions out of his emotions that have went south, but now he starts the comparison game. And... Uh, you know, God's letting him do that. And he, God mercifully sends an angel when he's sitting under a tree, bellyaching, complaining about his situation. It's so unfair. After I've done God's work, after I'm doing everything for the Lord, I'm I'm faithful servant. Of, anybody ever been there in your prayer time? Like, man, all I've been doing is your will, Lord, and here I am just getting picked on, and, and people are saying bad things about me. and ah! Right? And I mean... I mean, he's feeling like, well, maybe I deserve this. Yeah, God's letting him do that. Sends an angel. The angel comes to him and says, look, you need to eat because you're going on a long journey. Somebody feel like you've been on a long journey lately? And we put ourselves on these journeys that God didn't put us on. Anybody ever blame God for the journey you've been on? He's been with us. The whole time, but he didn't, he didn't direct our path that way. We decided to go that way because we thought we was intelligent. And so the angel sees, well, you're going you're gonna to make this journey, aren't you? Okay, well, then eat this because I love you. You're not going to make the journey. And he goes back to sleep. He wakes him up again. The angel says, eat some more because you can't handle the journey you own if you don't eat something. Kind of spiritually... Indicating something there, isn't there? We need the bread of life. We need fresh words from heaven. We need hot bread from heaven all the time. Amen? And Elijah is dealing with resistance. He makes the journey, that long journey. When he arrives at the cave, he arrives at his destination. Anybody got this potential destination you, you're trying to arrive to. God will wait till you get there. And when you get there, God will speak. He wanted to talk before then. Amen? This is good for somebody because I could read some of that, but you, you could do your homework and read it yourself. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's interesting that... Uh, I'll listen to the last word the devil will tell me before I listen to the last word God told me. And I'm not calling Jezebel a devil. This is important. But just like the Lord wants to work through us and speak from us and bring hope to our world and peace to our world, the enemy will work from us and speak and bring death and despair 
to our world. Is that true? Amen. And so Elijah, instead of going back to the last thing God said, he lets the enemy have more influence than God. And when he gets to the cave, God says to Elijah, what are you doing here? Oh, it's right there in the scripture. Perfect outline of our lives and where we arrive. And God asked him, what are you doing here? And then the God says, come out. Impression that he kind of halfway did that. And God came as a fire, as a whirlwind, as an earthquake, and then a still, small, gentle voice. And when Elijah heard that, the scripture says he wraps his head. And it's like he finally gets to the, where God asked him to go the first time again. And he says, God says this, why are you here? It's kind of like the message when God speaks twice. He's, he's trying to get us to consider something. Elijah, what brought you here? Because that wasn't the path I chose for you. But God is so merciful, and God is so loving, and God is so kind. This is good for several here today. Wherever you are, you've arrived there. God didn't put you on that journey. You made a decision to make the journey there. God has a plan, though. He will work with it. Amen. Amen. Anybody made some bad choices before? And so in our lives, we have the good. Well, we call it the get bad. <laughs> the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. <laughs> yeah, the good is probably the bad, and the acceptable is kind of bad, too. But we want the perfect will of God, right? He will work with whatever we choose. But remember this, resistance is a telltale sign of what God really wants to say. So whatever resistance you're going through right now, let that be a signal. Ooh, I'm, I'm, this resistance is kind of a signal of, okay, it really isn't what God God is saying this. And if you'll just pause for station identification and host him for a moment, find out the resistance is a telltale sign that we're on the wrong journey he'll work with it and I, I like the, the rest of the story because when he hears that still voice amen he's able because he's already been pouring himself out he's able to pour all of his heart mess and all the stuff and Lord I've been serving you and I'm the only one left there ain't nobody left I'm the only one anybody ever been there before and God takes his belly aching and his despair and all of what he sees from his personal lens it's wrong about everything he receives that I love that about our Lord he'll come to us in such a loving way and his voice will come to us in so embracing way that it gives us this liberty to just tell the truth. This is how I'm feeling, and I'm upset, and I don't feel like I've been treated fair. And he'll take it and let us unload it. But what I love about after you've done that, he don't leave you there in all of that pain and regret. His presence comes and his power comes. Mm. Oh, he lets you know just like we do our children it's going to be okay we'll try it again let's get up let's dust off let's put some amen some salve on that that wound that challenge and let's try this again I love the way God comes to us with presence 
and with power. But he don't just he just don't do that too. He comes thirdly with new purpose and new vision. Because obviously, amen, when God spoke, he says to Elijah, go back the same way you came. I'm just tell you, some of y'all ain't going to want to hear this because the thing you've been running from is the will of God that you face it. The resistance is key for God being able to fill the earth with his glory. But the resistance has already been defeated. Really, the only thing that you're facing is to address the lie that's been tormenting you. Anybody been tormented with a lie? Anybody been tormented with yesterday's failures and issues in the past that keep, keep screaming at you? Amen. The Lord's letting you know that's a lie. Amen. He's already taken care of that. Do we trust him though? And some of you today is where God wants you to, he wants you to go back where you came from and pick up where you left off with him at the last thing he spoke to you. Amen. The last thing he said to you, amen, is very important. Elijah leaves that day with new vision, new purpose, new direction. Now, I'm pretty confident that you don't want to get in Elijah's way when he gets the revelation. Oh, I dropped the ball. God loved me. He's helped me over it. <clears throat> He's given me new purpose. I'm going to be fine. He sets his face back the way he comes to anoint kings and to anoint a prophet. And God used him to go anoint King Haziel and King Jehu and the prophet Elisha. And God says, for every enemy that, the, that Haziel doesn't destroy, Jehu would get them. And everyone that Jehu doesn't get, Elisha's going to get. And he goes back the same way he comes to anoint powerful people on behalf of God's will. Could it be that God is all in on you trusting him at the level that you will begin to anoint people in your path that you never thought God called you to anoint? Could it be that God actually wants you to baptize and make disciples to be about your father's business, which is the Jesus mission? Could it be that you're that powerful? But the only way that you can step into that dynamic with him is to take what he made simple and light and to host him, host his presence. <sighs> Experience his presence on the level that out of your belly, when you're hosting him, this is what's going to happen. Anybody that hosts the presence of God, this is what happens. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What do you mean, Pastor? Oh, you'll start saying what your daddy says. You'll only say what you hear him say, and you will only do what you see him do. That's a promise from heaven. Jesus said that that was his will for everyone that breathes in this world. And when Jesus gets through taking back this whole world, everybody will follow in line with that. The question is, while we're going on with this world event and all this cultural mess-ups and the media and the politics of our world, which is the kingdom of hell in operation, there's a kingdom of God that's trying to happen right here in this little location on 1604 in San Antonio. And it don't have anything to do with this building. It has to do with every one of you as individual members of God's body. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're the house of God. And he don't have a mouthpiece unless you agree to be his mouthpiece. 
Are y'all catching this? He can't speak, amen, to people that are dull of hearing unless you open up your ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. And when you agree with what the Spirit of say, is saying and you repeat what you hear him say, those that can hear, hope comes in like a flood. God's calling us to trust him. Amen? Resistance is real, but resistance is not your enemy, even though it's a lie that's trying to hold you captive and prisoner to it. It's a signal. Why let that lie hold you prisoner when you can be set free at any moment because the door's been unlocked? It's not even locked. Jesus took the enemy's keys from him. And you've been set free. It's time to receive our freedom. Look, y'all, back before I came to San Antonio, <laughs> and I like this. I'm going to talk about this in the, in the next several sermons. You know, you, you're stepping out and you're saying, you're confirming things God's telling me. Amen. And Myra, you don't know what, you just don't know. Remember 95, the summer of 95. You have no clue, but you're going to find out what the summer of 95 means to this message and to this body and to this community. That's right. This building's here because of the summer of 95. It was the summer of 95, ladies and gentlemen. While I was doing this right here, the Lord spoke to him and said, I'm going to give you property. And when I repeated what he said, everybody in the little building there on the storefront jumped up. Yes. I'm like, my, 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 it scared me to death. And the Lord was teaching me something about how he speaks. And, and that's why amen was important. You see, an amen is not to please the preacher. An amen is your agreement between heaven and earth. Are y'all tracking? That's why I don't need your amen. You need to amen between you and daddy. Is that helping you? When you agree with the spirit, they did all 60. They need to sit there. They got on their feet. Wow. And God said, now go out, and I want to show where the property is. So I walked back to the guy that was doing the, the, the sound. I thought I was going to talk about this later, but I'm glad saying, tell it right now. I go back to the guy at the, at the, at the sound booth, Dean Keller. I said, man, apparently he's giving us property. He said, man, he is. I said, he wants to show us where it is. Let's go find it. Like we were going to find it. We took out and the Lord led us straight to this piece of property. We sat there on the corner. And I was about to say, man, you feel what I He said, man, you feel what I feel? I couldn't even get out of my mouth. He's saying it. The summer of 95 is listen and follow. Prayer is not ritualism. Prayer is listen and follow. Prayer is when you let the Spirit speak out of you and allow Him to express Himself. That's prayer. Well, Pastor, they taught the disciples how to pray. When you pray, pray this way. Oh, yeah. But go look at that prayer a little closer. It's all about identity in Christ. It's about kingdom of God. Come. Your will be done. <gasps> Oh, uh, if you if you'll just hang out with him a little while, he'll open your eyes and you'll begin to see that prayer is fellowship between you and the one that owns you. And he won't lord over you. He won't dictate to you. He waits on your willingness to give him permission to be the owner he already is. There's no... God that's ever matched this God because there's nobody ever been benevolent like this one has been. <sighs> He's so benevolent. He is the king. That's why we don't even understand the term dictator because men take it and they mess that up. Yeah, God is in that role, but he won't dictate. You. He, won't, he won't beat you up. He won't make demands. He'll give commands. You can accept them or not. But when you deny him, you choose death instead of life. 
All he has is the best for every one of us. Summer of 95. Summer of 95. Everything happened. I'd go out on my porch, that little mobile home we lived in. Early morning, that's when me and Daddy would talk. He says, get in the vehicle, listening, following. Summer of 95, listening, following. Get in the vehicle, I want you to drive out there, I want you to call a number. Okay, that's so illogical, okay. In the car, okay, yes, Lord. He leads me up to Kitty Hawk. There's that big billboard, Dolan Contractors. Call that number. I call that number. We're in New Jersey. Well, that's, that's, even, that's even messed up more. <laughs> Not even here. So we'll be there in October. It's July, summer of 95. July, summer of 95. We'll be there in October. We'll call you when we get there. Right. You know, I'm, I'm dealing with resistance. Thinking, okay, I'm still, I'm doing exactly what you say. Listen and follow, Summer 95. But this, really, Lord, this is kind of resistance. Trust me, son. Give me something. Summer 95. October comes. They call. They want to meet me at the little storefront. They got their own office. No one to meet you there. Okay, I'll see you there. And I'm all. I'm not even interested in that land. I called a number on land. I'm not even interested in that. I know where God said. And so I got this resistance going on. So I tell them, they want to know about, here's, here's about me. And I'm just telling them what God told me. And for about 30 minutes, they sat there and looked at me. After 30 minutes, they said, well, get with the, the group of people here and let us know what y'all will give us for that piece of property. And I said, well, I hope I don't embarrass you. He was, oh, y'all, you can't embarrass us. Summer of 95. So I come back early. Everybody could be there that night. I mean, on the spur, everybody could be there. Wow, it's like, okay, God, you're funny. We, don't even, we know that's the pro not the property, but okay. We're supposed to get this property for a dollar and trade it off for this other piece. I'm trying to figure God out, resistance. Has anybody ever tried to do that before? And some of you are trying to figure God out in your relationships. You're trying to figure out God in your business. You're trying to figure out God. And he's saying, forget that. He's into the details. He's got something better than you can figure out. Summer of 95. So I get early, and there's the blinking machine, the voicemail. That's how old far that was back. Hit that, and, the, and, and you know, the, the president, the vice president, and the general manager were all there for the meeting with me. They wanted to meet me. So, okay, the Lord said, really, Sunday wasn't wanting to meet you. They just wanted to meet me. Thank you, Lord. And so I get there. He said, look, before you meet with the people, I want to show you something. Called him back. He said, I'll be right there. And I'm thinking I'm going to have a few minutes to talk about God. What do I do with this? It's getting messed up, Lord, because it's not the property. And he walks in the door like he was Superman or something, come out of the phone booth. He's there, and he's got this Dolan Contractor's book. I still got it. If you want to see it, I'll show it to you. And he opens up an aerial view of Universal City and says, look, that we're not here to sell you nothing. I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? God is so funny. Summer 95. Listen and follow. He said, we're not here to sell you anything, but we do want you to know about us. It's okay, great. What are we doing here? He said, you don't want that piece of property. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not true. Thank you. He said, but we have a piece of property we think that y'all may want. And he puts his finger on this piece of property and says, we want to donate. I mean, he God's into the details. Listen and follow. Now, by the time he says that to me, everybody that leaped up, yeah, was in the building. And I said, the Spirit of God just came on and said, would you tell him to go out there and tell, tell him the same thing he did to you? And he said, sure, I'll do that. What do you think it done for them on listening and following? He's into the details. I didn't give you all of it. I gave you just enough to let you know that the resistance is a telltale sign. If you're trying to stay away from the resistance, when you get wherever that is, 
the Lord's going to ask you what you're doing there. He's going to send you back the way you came to face it. And he wants you to let him be the one that manifests through you because the only way his glory can be revealed is when we face what we don't want to face. Now, there's several of you here today that, that really need to be able to tell the truth. And when I say that, I don't mean that derogatory. You want to be honest with God. And you just want to say, Lord, can I just bellyache for a little while? And you really need to bellyache and let him know how unfair it's all been. And, and I want to invite you up here today to come bellyache to God and unload because he wants to hear everything that's causing heartburn for you. And he promises if you'll just talk to him about it. Some of y'all didn't know y'all had that liberty, that your daddy was that good that he was that awesome, that he loved you that much, that he'd, he would hear you bellyache. I said, that's sacrilege, Pastor. I mean, I mean, oh, man, I'm going to go to hell if I do. No, you're already in hell. Get out of it. The kingdom of hell is real. It's right now. The reason there's depression, anxiety, all, all the stuff that's going on, sickness is because of that lie. And so I just feel good about everybody standing right now and, and everybody that just feels like, man, you mean I can actually come and just unload it on Jesus? Yeah. And, and if you'll do that, he'll meet you with his presence and with his power. And if you'll let that come the way he wants it to come, you will have new purpose and vision before you leave today. I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're about to move into a place in the Spirit in prayer that all the formal way of praying and all your ritual way of praying, you're going to push it out of the way and you're going to come to a revelation that prayer is letting God express himself out of you. The way he wants to express himself from his own house. Does anybody want to go there with him? But some of you got to leave some baggage today at the altar. Some of us have got to come lay it all down, and he wants you to come and say it the way you need to say it and get real with him. Can we do that today? <sighs> Is anybody going to be honest? I need to have a real tell talking with God right now. You won't be looked down on, I promise you. All of us just need to get real with Daddy. And we need to face the resistance. Amen? Because it's there, because that's how powerful you are. Amen? Father, thank you for powerful, anointed sons and daughters. Whether they've accepted their call and their identity, you already call on that. You've already established that zeal from heaven, and you ain't changing your mind. You're going to finish what you started. As they come, Lord, to lay it all at the altar, to cast all their cares on you today, Lord, meet them here with your presence in a new way until the fire of heaven begins to fall. Oh. And everybody allows the rivers of living water to spring up. Come on, there's a river that's ready to come out of you with such force, dominion, and power. You are so special to Daddy today. Amen. Could we all move this way? Amen. With an honest and an open heart. Come on, you're walking right into the holies of holies. Daddy's so in love with you. You're his special daughter. You're his special son. He's as real as you'll let him be right now. Guests, thank you for being here. You're welcome to leave if you need to, but 
<sighs> the holies of holies time right now. It's open to everybody. God bless you.